All right. So, um, hi, everyone. I'm here with Christian. Now, Christian lives in Japan, married to a, a Japanese woman, which I guess means more than these days, and married to a European woman. And he contacted me because he had some, uh, is it fair to say issues? Probably not quite issues, but you, you wanted to flesh out my view of Japan, which I really uh, appreciate. And uh, so we're chatting now and uh, we, we finished our pre-chat. So now we're doing our chat. And uh, I just wanted to say, of course, thank you so much for taking the time and, and taking the effort. Uh, he communicated to me once before about how Japanese culture is is sort of um, a sticky and abyss over which the political correctness does not seem to be able to um, get across, which is probably kind of good for a lot of, a lot of people. But uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time. So if you could just uh, introduce uh, yourself to the listeners, and and uh, uh, we can take it from there. Sure. So I have been living in Japan uh, more or less for about eight years. The last uh, five years, uh, almost exclusively in Tokyo. And uh, of course, listened to your shows uh, before, and uh, and uh, you know, I came to realize there's uh, this uh, quite uh, you know. Um, a big misconception about the fact that uh, people in Japan just don't want to have babies. Uh, besides that, not wanting to have sex, which I think is a, it's another uh, issue. Um, and uh, I wrote to you because, uh, okay, this is my perspective. Okay, this is uh, what I want to uh, stress, and this is based on uh, real life people that I know, and that's that's really what I want to portray here. So, verse, you have, you you know, on your show, uh, you guys have put out a lot of statistics, which is, you know, usually theoretical and stuff. But uh, I would like to, you know, introduce, uh, um, again, more real-life stories, people that we actually know, me and my wife. So, so um, people in Japan, it's not, it's not true that they don't want to have babies, but it's uh, males who don't want to have babies. Women do. They strongly do. Want to have babies, and for the few guys who do have a kid, it will depend on their location. That means the city or the jika, which jika is the place, usually the birth uh, place, uh, which is in the countryside, a small town, and it will depend on the salary. Now, let's take a concrete example on this. So, my my wife, she's uh, 26 uh, in her um, high school class, where I think of around 42 people, and. Um, if you count, uh, she just count like uh, maybe around 10, 10 women married. And women are also the majority in the class. But uh, the male married right now in her class is only one. And it's only married because of a shot, shotgun wedding, what they call it here, shotgun wedding. Uh, and so, you know, they had uh, accidentally, uh, so to speak, uh, a baby and, uh, and they got married. Because it's actually usual in Japan. Like if you get a baby, you get a, you know, the social pressure, which actually works out and it pans out that people usually actually do get married in the end. Um, and this is funny because I'll just add in parentheses, uh, guess what he works, uh, what his work this guy, only, you know, shotgun winning guy does. Uh, he works for the government and he actually, he stated that he wanted a safe, stable job so uh, that he could get a, a family, which actually relates to another previous um, call that you had. I uh, can't remember which episode. It was pretty much the same situation when I a guy called, he had a problem because uh, the wife, uh, you know, chose to do a government job. Well, now is uh, actually a guy who chose it because it's a stable job. So 
in the media and everywhere else, especially also in Japan, you get this type of a child promotion campaign, so to speak. So uh, you got this education fee, which is enormous. Uh, what is it? What uh, half a million dollars till graduation, and then you you got what uh, what it's called. You need to have my home. They actually say my home with the English word. That means you need to have your own house. You need to ha you own your own house. We're talking about the guy here, of course, and um, and therefore you need to have a big salary. And this is a lot of pressure. And a lot of guys don't have enough confidence in their career. On the country, they have they have anxiety over their career. Uh, jobs are not as stable as they used to. Actually, they're extremely flexible at the moment. Now, a concrete example on this case. I'm sorry. I, I, I want to I get sure. all of these thoughts and ideas. I absolutely do. Uh, should go I ahead. just wait? I don't want to keep interrupting you, but I do have sort of questions no, uh, as we go. So, uh, But I don't want to interrupt your flow, so you tell me what's best for you. No, go ahead and ask me, yes. Uh, okay, so let's start with the job security stuff because that, of course, was one of the great – So. My sort of initial introduction to Japanese culture came out of the sort of 80s when there was this huge competition between the Western capitalist model and the Japanese or the East Asian model of, you know, this karoshi, this overwork, this uh, you, you do calisthenics or exercise at the company and uh, there's this dedication, this precision, this this purpose and and whereas the sort of more friendly and relaxed Western capitalist model was considered doomed by what was going on in the Asian uh, landscape. And that, it was like, okay, it's strict and it's, it's kind of like, seems like a bit of a cult. But on the other hand, boy, you get super job security and, you know, cradle to grave and you're taken off. You got a whole community. Everyone looks out for each other. So is that something, I assume obviously that's something that's changed over the last couple of decades. Is that right? Yes, exactly. It's completely changed. And one of the reasons, actually, this goes back, I was at your show yesterday, that, um, of course, on the workforce, guess what? The women showed up. And uh, exactly as you mentioned, the salary went down. Now, you know, this is funny because I, I, I was about to mention it, but, you know, I'll mention it now. Uh, the, so the average salary, you could say, is around, what, $3,000, let's say dollars, okay? In now, okay? And uh, in the 90s was $3,000. So... It hasn't changed the salary, but you got 30 years of inflation. <laughs> so oh, yeah. you, 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 know, you can easily you know, understand how the, the, the power, the buying power of, uh, of, of average Japanese is just now ridiculous. And, uh, and therefore, you, you, you cannot afford to have what it used to be, a one husband having their, his job and taking care of his family. You just cannot, especially if you have a baby. And um, I, was, I was about to mention this friend of mine, a uh, friend of ours, this 27 years old, we went uh, doing some fishing recently. So 27, he worked uh, now for about five years, as I start very early. And uh, how much did he save in his bank account, okay? That's around $10,000. So does he have the confidence to have a baby? Hell no, he doesn't. <laughs> Not with that kind of money. And uh, now we briefly get to the problem of the location. So if given the help and proximity to his family, will he find the confidence to have a baby? Yeah, probably yes. And here I also have another example to say why I say this. Another friend of ours, they just married, she's 26, he's a bit older, and they had a baby, they just had a baby. They lived uh, near Togenibaraki, and they just decided to move it to Kobe, which is close to their parents and grandparents, you see? 
Now we're yeah. getting back to that old, you know, uh, like, like you, what do you call it yesterday? It was, uh, was a child paradise in the 60s? Yeah, uh, the 50s so more, like yeah, a, yeah, for sure. Yeah, exactly, because that's what you want. That's what gives you also, you know, that's a safety net for you to, because, you know, she's, she's, uh, she's going to, she, she left already the job. And, uh, you know, but when you get the help of, uh, of an extended family, that's a totally different matter. Because here in Tokyo, you're totally isolated. Talk about COVID. It doesn't matter. They are isolated. <laughs> you know, no matter what virus uh, comes along, they're just isolated. The family just lives, you know, kilometers and kilometers away. And they don't meet maybe once a year just for the, for the New Year's. So um, those who have kids in Tokyo, they have a great job and a great salary. Okay. So uh, again, if you want to interrupt me anywhere, just go no, ahead. Keep going, yeah, yeah. Okay. So young married couple in the cities. Yes, if you are rich and super rich. So someone we know, again, another concrete example, 23-year-old couple live in an apartment uh, in Odaiba, which is this uh, new, you know, artificial island uh, here in Tokyo, and they pay $3,000 a month rent. Now, you may think that's not a lot if you compare it to San Francisco and other places, but in comparison, I live in a great place and we pay eight fifty. Okay, so when when our people heard how much they were paying for the apartment, 23 years old, they were stunned. And in fact, we found out that their parents are paying for the rent. Okay, and they will soon have a kid. They will, of course, they will. When you get a parent who pays a three thousand dollar rent, you know, which is again here is uh, just unheard of. This is just ridiculous. You know, sorry, how big is the place that they've got? Uh, I think it's just, you know, like a two, two LDK, something like this, uh, you know, just two people plus, you know, the, the, the thinking about the future kid, but it, it's in a new area, you know, like it's probably it. So the new apartment here that are incredibly expensive. Uh, that's why we live in an old apartment, which is completely fine. You know, we live with a tatami, you know, it's kind of traditional one. You live with but what? It's perfectly fine. Uh, sorry, tatami, it's the floor, the Japanese floor made of, uh, um, you know, it's the soft floor. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Made up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's kind of traditional, half traditional, half modern style house. Uh, so, but it's an old house. It's like what, 35 years old house. But if you live in a new apartment, it means new, like you just built apartment, and you buy, you rent there, or you buy that. That's gonna be extremely expensive. Okay. So that's why you know the rent was expensive. So. Um, in Tokyo, also, so uh, another friend of ours, just to be in the rich portion of people who get kids, another friend of ours, another concrete example, studied in Tokyo with my wife. Actually, I met her. Uh, really nice, uh, good-looking girl. She just put her posted in, on Instagram her picture of her pregnancy, and she's only 25 years old now. In Tokyo, that's a rarity, but she's super rich. She can afford it. She's got incredible. You know, support from, you know, especially if you look at Instagram, her pictures, all her family and stuff, you know. Uh, and so you look at this, you start to get in, um, you know, a pattern, uh, you know, forming here. Um, in Tokyo also, you got uh, this big competition. It's peer, you know, 80% of people here live alone. Okay. And you got this peer competition, peer comparison. Everybody's checking on each other's status. Uh, everybody's comparing to each other. And a 25-year-old male in Tokyo, or who is he going to see when he, you know, he's on the subway or in Zakaya in a bar? So, well, he's going to see very straightforward uh, salary man trying to get ends meet. Not a great salary. Not so much thinking about the future. And little self-confidence, especially when they look at their bank account. So. Um, now, those individuals are not going to have a kid. They're not, 
definitely not going to have a kid any soon. Now, in an inquiry, this is the real statistics that we should look at. In an inquiry, guys were asked why they don't want to have babies. And the two reasons are this. They want their own time for hobbies, and they cannot find merit about marriage. Or as I translate this, this is, I can only risk losing even more of my self-confidence if I put myself in a marriage market, so to speak, because you have to perform at a certain level of expectations, especially uh, savings and salary, if you know what I mean. Right. Um, so what about the alpha males, those, you know, have a, you know, great successful career as well? Those very few are, you know, you could say you have two categories. Those are going to have a full-fledged career and live a very hedonistic life. Uh, and as you said, rightly said, uh, you know, you, not having a baby means, you know, you, it, it's as equal to having an hedonistic life. I totally agree with that. And, uh, but they don't have, you know, this category that doesn't have, a, you know, anything about, doesn't think about marriage. And, but, you know, in this alpha male, so to speak, category, there are also who, the ones who are going to get married, but past their 30s, and their wives are going to pass their 30s, and they are very unlikely to have more than one kid anyway. So you see, the population base, which is statistically uh, more likely to have a baby or have it while uh, they're young, it's microscopic, and that's why you get this situation. And plus, uh, just the final before you get a comment, uh, also, there's a, there's a bigger picture that you need to look at, and, uh, and that is uh, the, the population has been growing and 70s and 80s, you, know, you can look at the statistics, and then it started to slow down. Now, it's funny, actually, when you see this, the, the curve slowing down, which doesn't mean reducing the population, the growth is slowing down. Then it's in the 90s, and that's when the boom was over, and you got this stagnation period and this stall. Now, for every year, now there's a statistic every year it comes on the news, you will, you, will see, you will see it every year, which is, oh, even this year, 10% less babies. Uh, like it was 1 million on the year before, now it's only 800,000. Now, if you think about it, if the social dynamics don't change, well, you know, the babies are going to be less and less just statistically because every year you get a generation that's 10% less of population and the next generation is going to, of course, going to be 10% less. If, if it doesn't change the social dynamics, which will allow you to make or make you have a baby. You see what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. So you go from one million that you got 800,000. That's the generation that's uh, the population that, you know, that will have a baby. And then that generation, again, it's going to have less and less and less. It's just statistics. Uh, yeah, that's uh, just to conclude that thought. And uh, if you want, uh, if you get a thought, otherwise we, we go, why, why is in the countryside or in the small cities the, would be different? Okay, so... Basically, and I, I don't want to reduce the complexities, but just so I can get a sort of handle on it to begin with. So basically, because of, you know, debt, economic slowdown, recession, these zombie companies, this, you know, highest national debt uh, in, in the debt to GDP ratio north of 200 percent. I mean, it's completely mad, right? So it's because of that, because of that, people, it's like running to stand still. Like you, you, you work, you work, you work, but you can't get ahead. And so you're getting this kind of socialist decay in people's ambition and hope. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I can just find tentacle porn or maybe I can just find hobbies or maybe I can, you know, because there's nowhere to grow into adulthood. Is that, I, I, I know I'm probably simplifying it enormously, but I just want to get the, the, the beginning of it like that. Well, again, you know, if, uh, 
if you put it, it's also that's why I wanted to talk about the life in the countryside because the values are different. So the, in the cities, the values are, is all about money, and that's that's how you judge everything else. And uh, so it's uh, you they, 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 so it's like they have boxes they have to fill up, and uh, you know you say okay, unless I have so much saved up. Uh, I will, I, I'm not able to, you know, to 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 get a baby or to have a family. They they just think that way. They think that way. You know, it's funny. It's like my wife was saying, like it's like uh, video games. Uh, you know, like uh, stage one, stage two. You know, it's like uh, they have to clear that. And uh, you know, unless they have a, uh, you know, enough ammo you know, or something, they don't feel confidence of going forward. And that's exactly what Japanese do. They don't take the risk. They, you know, they they see what they have and they just make a judgment. And uh, just to give you an example how different it is from, from again, from outside of Tokyo and in Tokyo. So in Tokyo, of course, if you go to a Famima, you know, sorry, the convenience store, and the convenience store, and you just buy anything, and you have one cent, you know, of course, you, you know, it doesn't matter. You, you, you know, it could have been like, what, $100 things, you know, you have one cent, which is nothing. You know, one cent of yen, it's really nothing. Well, you can't buy the thing. There's nobody to say, you know, you know, like in Italy, they would probably go, yeah, just leave it there. No, they just, you just leave the stuff there, and of course, you go home. Now, I just came back from Nagano. I was, uh, was in Nagano in the countryside, out in the mountains, and uh, it was funny. I went to the supermarket and I just bought a lot of stuff because the stuff in the vegetables and fruits is just so much good, you know, um, in the in the mountains there because the water is so much uh, crystal and clear and it's just really, really good. It makes everything, the, the kome, the rice, so much better. So I bought a lot of the stuff. and uh, well, But I didn't spend that much because it's cheap to begin with. It's like, what, $10. And this woman, this uh, the cashier, which is her supermarket, she just, you know, gave me $10 worth of other... Uh, what is a momo? What is it? A peach? You just give it to me for free. So just mm. okay, yeah, I get this too. And you see, see what I mean? It, the values are completely different, and that's why I want to get to the to the you know to the fact that uh, you know being outside of the big city is completely different. Uh, in small cities, they can marry early. They have babies early. Uh, one thing you could say, well, there's nothing else to do. But yes, but most important in the small cities, salary doesn't matter, or it just matters much less. Women, uh, you know, uh, I think you also talked to some more, some sometime, uh, some episodes before. Well, women love those construction guys with tattoos and muscles in the countryside because the values are different. You know, in the countryside, that's a bonus, you know, to have that kind of body, you know, and to do that kind of job. And plus, you know, they are close to their jika, to their family. That's where they are. They live there. If you look at the, the old uh, anime, uh, Maruko or Doraemon, there's, you always see um, anime, the animation, uh, you know, um, uh, let's say drama, so you so like, well, these families, they always used to be in the 60s and 70s, always used to be, you know, this uh, four family plus two children, that means father, mother, and grandfather, always living in the, in the same house. And uh, of course they're going to have kids. Of course they're going to have kids. Of course they don't care, you know, what's the salary. They have somebody, you know, helping out there. Uh, in Tokyo, you know, you could say, you know, people are pretty much brainwashed. Women, you know, I see women as just, you know, I'm sorry, I just stand there watching in this cramped train station. There's three women, you know, really, some of them really good looking. And they're like, you know, I'm a, they just, they don't want to do that. They just don't want to do that. And I talk to them, because I go out with a lot, a lot of, just for, you know, speaking practice and, you know, a lot of friends. Like you could say tens, if not hundreds a year. And I meet them. And I talk to them. And it's also part of my job, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, everyone, every single one of them wants to get married and wants to have children. Every single one. It's not a case of a girl that I may say, no, I don't want to have kids. I'm just fine. No way. 
They just cannot find a guy who's, you know, reliable enough to commit. And, you know, that's the Tokyo life, you know. Um, that's what they think they're supposed to do. So, so the women want to settle down, but the men don't feel that they can support them. I mean, again, to sort of boil it down to, to that, yeah. is that right? Sure, sure, sure. And is it because, I mean, so, okay, let's say I'm in Japan, and let's say I'm Japanese, ethnically, and I go to some woman, and I have this odd confidence, you know, as I, as I want to do. I have this odd confidence. And I go up to her and say, hey, baby. <laughs> You don't need all this money, you know, we'll just, we'll move out to the country. We'll, you know, I, I hear a friend of mine's got a place, 850 bucks a month. We don't need any of this 3,000 crap. We'll move out to the country, fresh air, no coronavirus, hearty people, good people, beautiful countryside, great sunsets, lovely mountains maybe nearby, rice fields, stretch to the horizon. So, you know, let's let's make a go of it uh, and um, we we can ditch this big city lifestyle and and go country uh and and what's mm. she gonna say is she gonna be like uh that's that's intrigue or is it like uh, you've got to be insane that's a very 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 good question uh, so there is an actual movement and i even wrote about this there's a number of there's a movement from the city to the countryside okay but this is a mostly single and actually say single man movement a lot of single men give up their stress in the city and they move out in the countryside. We know uh, lots of people. It's just another one to just give up her job. For, we know the same firm of my wife. He gave up his job. He just went on the really countryside, Chiba, near the beach with other guys. They're constructing this sort of uh, hostel, whatever. They're just going to live there all together. You know, it's kind of a dormitory lifestyle. They just have it. They have it. Now, would they, if they had a girlfriend, you know, it's just... Not very usual. No, they I don't, they wouldn't have the confidence to have to have the discussion like that. They wouldn't. They wouldn't. Well, no, but, so, they but what would they? Mm. I mean, look, nobody likes to. Men don't enjoy it, so to speak. It's just worth it, right? He he who does not try, <laughs> he never succeeds. But would, was it? Is it because they would be perceived as lower status because they're saying move to the country? I can't afford a city place. Yeah, I don't think they would go that far. I don't think they would have the confidence in themselves to go that far. And 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 yeah, they they would, you know, they would. Look, when 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 a, when a two people meet here for the first time, um, let's say through even through a matching app, uh, it's really all about status and money. It's about portraying yourself. And I, I talk to this to numbers of girls who tell me, look, they just the guys, you know, they just go out and they just wait to pay the check and. Uh, and, and pay you the next check and pay you the next check. It's all about that. And it's a very shallow conversation to begin with. Wait, sorry. And just help me understand that again. The guys, like the women just expect the guys to pay the checks? Well, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> yes, they do. And the guys, uh, they're, they're very fine with that. I mean, they, uh, see, I, I would, I could say that they, you know, what they like in confidence, they get it with the, you know, paying for the, you know, do part with the, you know, with paying uh, everything to the girl. Uh, yes, I mean, even when they go for, for a weekend, you know, it's expected, of course, like, especially if they're just met for a couple of months, yeah, to pay for the hotel and pay for the, yeah, otherwise, you know, they'd be like, oh, what about this loser? I mean, come on, that's what they expect. But this is because the city values, okay? This is here, this works like this. You, you know, there's no girls that would keep continuing going out with you if you don't even like, you know, uh, do this kind of uh, 
um, you know, offering or you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's expected. And uh, so you, you're talking about even getting the next step, you know, and say, oh, let's forget about all this. Let's forget about the French restaurant and and, and stuff, and uh, let's move together, you know, to the countryside where the, the rent is much cheaper, you know, and uh, we can live a happy life there. No, no, the girl was like, yeah, no, no way. You know, well, she's gonna choose, uh, you know, some other guy, unless you know they have, you know, really strong bond, which doesn't happen. I mean, the the, the couples here, they, you know, I could tell you about the couples that I see around here where I live. You know, they have a very very shallow relation, and you see them on the table when they're they're dining, even when they have a kid, they they barely talk. They barely talk, and when they talk, it's just superficial things. It's very superficial, and that's that's another, you know, another uh, conversation we could have about the communication problem in Japan. Which is another big deal. Okay, so the men you say they lack the confidence, but if they're if they're providing an option to, is it because the women don't want to move away from their families, and if the family is in the city, the women want to stay there? No, no, their family usually it's not in the city. It's not in the city. Uh, it's usually the jika. It's uh, somewhere else. It's uh, you know way um, you know in the countryside. Uh, you know, it's like a few hours away. Usually, it's it's what it is. You know, it's Tokyo is just people who came from outside. And Tokyo, you know, remember, I'm not sure about this, but it's the only place where the population is growing now. Everywhere else in Japan is going down, and Tokyo is going up because everybody's moving from there. So you can see the trend that I was talking to you about. That that gets even worse because you got the people who worse, you know, have more likely to have a baby because they're close to their family back in the countryside. Those people are moving here. And they are they are going to get you know injected this new cycle of lifestyle, which is this modern lifestyle, and they've been, in my opinion, they've been uh, uh, brainwashed to it, and they think this is the way to go. And uh, but this li- city lifestyle, it's what in the end, it's the it's the virus that, that doesn't make you you know make uh, children in the end because that's that's what it gets to. Because if you have a career, you're gonna have a career. If you don't have a career, then, or if you don't have that much a career, you don't have the confidence because you don't have the money, you don't have the savings. To have a, so you see, and uh, so if you if you if you could stop this, uh, you know, cycle of, of people coming in, in in, in the big city, and uh, it, just that would make it. Just that would make it. it, it the, the few trends that I told you about, the people uh, leaving their salaryman job and going to the countryside. It's minuscule, just very, very small. I met them. You met them, but they're really, really. You're talking about really, really small amount of people. Uh, the other ones, you just come here. And um, I mean, it's just so, so you know. I feel so, so bad about these people. I just met, uh, you know, because I talked to everyone even on the train, and uh, there was these two guys that just came from the countryside here to Tokyo, and they were going for a training. And. Uh, I think it was around uh, what well, there was. I think it was also holiday time. I can't remember, but uh, uh, and uh, we talked about it. I, I talked to them, and I was like, uh, "So, what are you gonna do here?" And I was like, "No, oh, we're just training." I was like, uh, "Have you been out in Tokyo?" Oh no, we just be living together in this dormitory here together. Just 21 years old, very young guys. And uh, I said, "Is that what you wanted to do?" And I asked him, "I was like, well, is that what you wanted to do?" And just laughing, he said, "They don't know what they wanted to do." You know, they just, you know, they're just performing. They just got that job. They just got the job interview. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh, zero experience, no experience, because, you know, you go to university here, you know. I don't think it's, it's much different from anywhere else. Because here, you, you don't get any knowledge, you know. Zero. 
especially life knowledge, they have no experiences. And, uh, and they just go directly to, to find a job when they're 21, they have no idea what they want, uh, they just go with it. And, you know, I would say they're, you know, they're being harassed for how I see it. You know, I like, you know, going, uh, you know, on this dormitory, just, just brought from the countryside straight to this dormitory, you know, for months through the training of the company. And most of the companies have their, you know, their, their dormitories near, you know, where their office, main offices are. And uh, that's all they're going to do for months. And they don't even know why they're there. Uh, they just know they, you know, they have to be there, so to speak, you know. Uh, when you ask them what to do, is that what you really want to do? Is that what you applied for? Is that the job, that your dream job? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, no. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, yeah, it's it's really, really sad. You know, I have, a, I, have a, I have a soccer team that I play with. They're all university students. Uh, they're also 20, 20s. And um, I'm a bit older. I mean, not a bit, but I'm older. But, you know, I like to be with the guys because I like to hear them. And, and uh, well, first of all, none of them has a girlfriend, which is, you know, just, but anyway, when you talk to them, what, you know, like, uh, I think there's only one guy who really knew what, what he wanted to do. He wanted to be a teacher. That's it. The other one were like, you know, one was, uh, was going to work for his father's company, or not, so, uh, which is a very successful company. And the other ones were like, yeah, we'll see, because there's, uh, there's this uh, shukatsu here. So, so the, the job market, how is uh, done here? So you have this shukatsu, which is, it's just, um, so it's time to look for a job. That's what it is. It's, and, um, and so they go, before the COVID era, they go to these huge meetings and the huge halls with tons of, of, of kaisha of uh, uh, companies. And you go there, you listen what they what they got to say. So you basically go around and choose which company may fit you. But it's not really what, they, what it may fit you. It's just, you know, because you never know what's it going to be. And most of these people, they just start a job in a company, and in the end, they, they don't really like the job. Uh, most of them don't like the job. Uh, the other thing, you know, the Japanese, uh, and it's this trend that's really going, uh, it, it's increasing. Uh, there are, uh, whether you look at a couple of generations before or a generation before, they where they used to be more open even to go out to, to explore the world and travel. Uh, now it's reversed, okay? And uh, it's all it's all inside. It's all like uh, being here. Uh, many don't even you know. If they travel, they go for, like skiing. You know, um, right. they they barely have experience outside. And and those who do, I'll tell you, they are completely different people. They are completely different people. They see another world, and they really find, found that, that those are really, those who are more likely to find to find out what they really want in their lives. So if you have no experience, I'm sorry, but I would be the same case. If I had no experience, just go. I look for a job. So what job? I don't know what I even want to do. And uh, but that's the situations they're in. And uh, for an incredibly meager salary, meager salary. Um, and so you put that, you put the rent, you put uh, you know how how they can even afford the crop. And I, I you know it's it's, uh, it's out of my mind. You just can. That's why they want to stick to their hobbies. And that's why the hobbies now what are the most indoor hobbies, right? So uh, it's all about. Uh, been inside the house and play video games you know and a lot of these people that's all they do the lives they do video gaming and uh and now because you got this all these social media video games which helps you you know create this illusion that you actually have friends and that you have contact with people um uh, that's why you know they get very they're, they're very you know talkative when you when you talk to them with messages they're incredibly talkative and i see them a lot especially also girls and then you meet them they just you know move on they're just completely silent you know they have nothing to say 
nothing to say because this trauma of actually seeing a human being you haven't met before, you know, it's just too much for them, you know, to bear, you know, it's like, oh my God, this is new, you know, I got a new person in front of me. I don't know what to say, you know, I'm embarrassed. And uh, yeah, but this is also very true as a cross-cultural and cross-national, this trend. Uh, but here in Japan, it's even worse, you know. Right. So is this something that... Um, real estate and so on because it's such an aging population are the older populations moving out of the cities or or you know i guess they have pretty generous pensions i remember there was some japanese minister who was lamenting that they weren't dying off in in a fiscally responsible manner uh the old people but is there any sort of uh pressure downwards on rents because old people are getting out of the places uh who's getting out of the places yeah, the older people you... in japan you mean getting out? You mean they're dying off? Is that what you're well, talking Well, no. I mean, so if you have a larger place, sometimes uh, you will move to a smaller place when you get older. So <clears> is there any okay. sort of... It's downsizing, you know, like if you have a three-bedroom house and your kids are grown, then you might go to a smaller place. Um, no, no, no. That's not that's not the case. So the case is this. Uh, they, they rarely move to another place, especially if they... So, uh, remember this word. This is jika. This means the house where you were born. It's the house you were raised. So the jika doesn't change. That's where they, there is. It's always there. And um, at the most, it gets emptied, but, you know, they go, they're still going to live there by themselves. And that's why you have the case. And I actually explored this very uh, in the details because I went there. Actually, I went and I followed. Uh, so there's this phenomenon of people dying. I'm sure you heard about it, dying alone. I was actually and watching a documentary about that. Yeah, it's uh, kind of chilly. Right. Great. I followed the guy who goes there and cleans up. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes. Do you want, do you want to and, bring uh, the, just bring the other people up to speed on, on this situation? Uh, it's a pretty, pretty Oh, chilly. sorry. Yes. So, so what happens is that because a lot of people are moving out and a lot of people live by themselves, this is true for any ages. And, of course, the older you are, the more chances you got, you're going to be left alone because people are just dying. And um, they, in the event, in, 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 in the, there's, a, there's a high risk eventuality that you will have, uh, you know, you will get sick or you will get a you know, heart attack or you will just have, like, just yesterday in Tokyo, hundreds of people died, and you're talking about coronavirus, hundred people just yesterday in Tokyo died out of, uh, what is it called, sunstroke? hundred people, okay? And most of these people, of course, they're alone. If I get a heart stroke, which is possible, because you know there was uh, this video just my wife showed me, like uh, this girl on on on, uh, uh, she's uh, on television, live television. She's doing this broadcast live, and she's just fainting in front of the camera because it, she's twenty because it's just so hot here. This is a real big problem, and I mentioned it before about it. Um, work uh, the the fact that the Olympics doing in the Olympics in the summer would was a crazy idea. So oh, yeah. The, so, though you got, you know, if you if you get sick alone, you know, you're done here. You know, there's uh, there's no neighbor to call to, especially if you're in a big city. You have any, you have no neighbor, uh, uh, you know. Um, well, you have neighbors, but you just don't know them, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You don't have uh, the neighbor. What do you call it? The kanke we call it here. Uh, or the Japanese coming in a relationship, a community, yeah. or so, whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, but even in the countryside, the countryside, uh, you have the relationship, but most of the countryside, it's really countryside. So, you know, your neighbor could be, you know, 200 meters away. And if you're dying of a stroke, there's no way you're going to call them, especially if you're old. Uh, that's why now they have uh, they, this, uh, um, what do you call it in English? Well, they have this, you know, these young people get together in the, in the small villages and they do rounds and they ask old people 
uh, if they're alone, to put like a flag in front of the house, stuff like this, you know. But so there is this problem of people dying uh, uh, alone. What is the name of Kodokushi? Yes. So uh, Kodokushi. This is a phenomenon, and it's it, again, it's not only old people. That one of the rooms that I visited was a forty-year-old. Forty-year-old was my age, and you know there was actually his. How do you call this? Uh, his. Uh, you, you could see on the floor these uh, his shape because he lied there for days, okay? Yeah. And his, his body, you know, decomposed, uh, and, and man, I can tell you this now, what was that? But anyway, that was an amazing experience I uh, uh, had, but you see close, close by what, what you, otherwise you just get from news, and, and it's just not the same. You gotta feel it, experience, see what it is. And, uh, and this is a huge, huge problem. So you were talking about like, your house getting empty, you're getting empty when they die. <laughs> it's not because people moving out, um, they get empty uh, this way. Like uh, my, my wife, uh, um, grandparents, uh, they moved out because uh, one got uh, Alzheimer. And uh, so they, you know, the parents have built them a new house near their house. Uh, and then they just left the house empty there. But basically, you know, it's like clinically dead, so to speak. I'm sorry to say that, but it's, that's what it is. You know, they got Alzheimer, they can you know, function, function in, in anything. So that's when they get empty, not because they move out. Uh, so you, you, you got a lot of haikyo, a lot of these uh, abandoned places everywhere in Japan, which is tremendous. Even here, even in Shinjuku, this is a friend of mine. And we and her, we just go sometimes, we go take pictures. And we, the Shinjuku is like the center. It's like, you know, uh, what do you call it? 15, it's more than 15, it's like 42nd Street, the one in New York, or the, what's it called, I uh, forgot, uh, Times Square, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like Times Square. And then you just walk like, I think we walk like, what, not even like a few hundred meters, and we just bumped into this new house, and then this completely old abandoned house, completely old, like two floors. We went inside, and we shouldn't have, but we went, and uh, even took a video and stuff, but then um, it was completely, completely empty. And then we got out. As soon as we got out, we got caught on this. I was like, you know, what are you doing here? And just barely caught. It basically, it turns out that was his parents' house. See, so what happened was <laughs> he probably built a house next to him, a new house, and took care of his parents inside because they probably got so sick they just couldn't even function by themselves. But the house was left there empty. Uh, but Nobody's gonna buy the house. The house is when they got the money. If somebody has the money, that's why you have a lot of abandoned house. Only if you have the money to crash it down and you know just build something new, you do that. But that takes a lot of money. Otherwise, it's just you know just left their property, and that's why they also they are they are uh, you know giving these houses, especially in the countryside, for free because the owner still has to pay uh, the taxes for the terrain for the what do you call it the land. Right. And you don't want to pay that. So and then, of course that gets. They gets bigger and bigger because taxes are not going down anywhere, are they? Uh, that <laughs> that's, is true. That was, that was it this year or last year that uh, we just got an like, increase to 10% of the consumer tax. It's going to get even higher, you know, just to pay repay for the Olympics, which, uh, you know, didn't happen. <laughs> uh, well, and, just... and I, I assume also that if some people die, uh, it can be... Um legally complex if they don't have a clear will or like who owns who and it's to say who who owes the taxes and so on and the paperwork can be quite uh, quite complicated yes yes exactly yeah so there's uh, there's another issue there i think uh, was uh, with the banks are now are contacting their the the the, the, the families uh, to get uh, you know all the paperwork done before uh, they actually die so yeah that's uh, yeah that's true that's what's happening yeah and um yeah, another thing about we're talking about the shukatsu, 
and I think you mentioned it on your show uh, um, about the, you know the government calling people to to see their parents. Uh, so there is this. Uh, it's not exactly like that, but so what it is, it's the part of the of the um, looking for a job thing. There is a specific looking for a job. Uh, um, it's a procedure that you look for jobs specifically what they call it the u-turn so that means like you look for jobs where your again your jika your where you were born where your parents are and so they they will they will try to make you go back there somehow and find you a job there but of course there's not so many jobs there there's not no there's no careers to make there especially if it's small town but they're trying that they just are you know it's hard to convince these young people especially when you know all they do is just you know looking at other media and social networks, uh, you know, they don't have many options to experience new things. Right. Yeah. Are the Japanese women adapting to these sort of realities? Are they sort of trying to reassure the men? It's like, oh, okay, you know, I know there's been a lot of inflation and, you know, you can't necessarily keep me in the style to which my father kept my mother. Uh, is there any comfort for the young men who were facing these kinds of challenges? <laughs> I'll tell you another trend that it's going on with the women, especially when they reach the so the marriage age. That's why I was talking about like it's critical. The age it's critical, especially if you pass there because in Asia, well, I'm sure you're well well aware of this. Uh, in Asia, especially when you pass the thirty, you call obachan here. That means you're on like an old end. I know it's kind of, it's kind of like you need to make yeah, it say an old uh, maid would be the phrase yeah, in English. Yeah, 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 exactly. So once you pass that. So, you know, uh, you, you immediately go into another, so to speak, stage, a definition of yourself. And they feel so, even if they're beautiful, some, some of them and they're smart, they still feel in that category and they look, you know, themselves like really low. They themselves, women, feel not much confident of finding somebody. And there's this new trend that I, you know, delineated. And there's uh, um, the 30 year olds women who could, totally be married by now and have kids because they're really good looking and they have a job uh, they can leave their job and you know they maybe have savings now they're getting married uh to their pet that's what's happened that's, <laughs> so they uh, get that's that kind kid. of tragic it's unbelievable i mean i can name you cases and cases and cases and cases and cases of women they just bought this new puppy and most of them are friends of mine and uh, these are people that I meet. Uh, uh, and of course, uh, that is worse than this sounds because, you know, it gives you a substitute. Uh, was that the philosopher that, you know, I forgot his name, Mark. But anyway, it was, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a total substitute psychologically of, of the presence of, of a creature, therefore, of a baby. And, uh, and it does replace in a lot of ways the, the, the feelings that uh, you are looking for uh, in the marriage and in the, you know, pregnancy, in actual, your actual pregnancy. And, um, you know, a lot of them are like, you know, fuck this, I'll just, you know, I love my pet. And, and I have girls who've said that to me, you know, it's like, you know, yeah, I'll just stay with my little puppy, you know, and, uh, uh, you know, and every time you, know, you ask them, they're like, what are you doing this week? Yeah, I'll just take the puppy you know, around. And uh, I met this one girl, so she's, she's uh, from Taiwan, and uh, she's, um, um, she moved here for, she's been here for years, uh, uh, of course, personality is completely Japanese because when they move here, you know, they become like that. And there's a lot of Taiwanese here too. And she she just uh, got her her Menkyo, her uh, uh, Kuruma, the car license in Japan. 
I said, what do you, what do you need it for? He's like, you know, you can go by train everywhere, by bus everywhere. I have an international license. I haven't got that local license because I don't need it. You just don't need it in Japan. I was like, no, no, I need it because a lot of cars, they don't rent if you have a puppy. If you have, <laughs> if you have a you know, pet, uh, a small dog or whatever, she has a small dog. It's like, so I want to I wanna get it so I can, we can go anywhere. And I'm now, like, this is, a- is... Is anyone... Oh, man. Oh, don't even get me started. Is anyone in their family saying, this is nuts? This is this is not healthy. This is weird. This is like stranger than Lars and the real girl blow up doll in a police song. Like this is some freaky ass shit. Does anybody saying that to these women or is like, well, I I guess she likes, you know, it's okay. Love your pets. Just don't love your pets, you know? <laughs> Well, in this case, well, she's, uh, she's her family's in Taiwan, and uh, and uh, and so you know that wouldn't be you know wouldn't be be far from from the parents. And again, the thirty years old are usually far from the parents. So they do. I mean, understand like when you when I mean far from the parents, I mean you know they just don't have any contact with her. I mean, my wife is you know twenty six. She 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 sees her father once a year, and when they see them, you know that it's like this. It's like like what. Finished. It's like, I mean, that's the relations they have. And, you know, you're talking about like having, you know, this conversation about. Does you she know, even how know you you're Italian? Him. I mean, what is going on here? Because Italians are like <laughs> welded at the hip to family. So does she, have you told, have you broken this to her that you're, you're actually Italian? Because that seems like a bit of a cultural gap in terms of family relations. And that's why she really likes my family, where she meets my family, you know, because they can hug and stuff, you know, and then you know, when she meets my mom, you right. know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't give a shit. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> exactly. So hey, that's, women, that's rather than adjusting their expectations, they're just going quietly insane. Is that is that your take? Yes. 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 I mean, they just want to make the extra effort. Because, I mean, it's kind of understandable, though, in a way. Because if you let them meet a lot of shitty guys that just don't want to commit until they're 30, and then you get 30 out, you just want to give up. I mean, it's kind of understandable. It's not, I, don't, I don't understand them. I do, actually. I do. I understand them. You know, you had all this try and try and try. And then you're like, yeah, this guy didn't want to commit. And this guy didn't want to commit. And this guy, yeah, we're fine. Just, you know, being a, you know, girlfriend and guy, you know. And, you know, see, again, the salary is not so, so, so big for the guys. And, and they have all these hobbies because they do have lots of hobbies. You know, they go skiing, they go, go snowboarding, they got uh, the, the PlayStation. And uh, they go cycling and I got a lot, a lot of stuff. And the money, sorry, it's just not enough. It's just not enough. Well, it's you enough know, for hobbies. With the and good hobbies, it's just not enough for a family, right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, and they, that's, that's and kind of the worst like, thing, too. Sorry to interrupt you, but like really but, poor, really poor, people have a lot of kids. I mean, that's most of human history, exactly. right? Everybody was just completely broke, right? And you have a lot of kids. I don't know what that correlation is about. Now, wealthy people can also have a lot of kids because, you know, they can afford them and all of that. But that sort of lower middle class, uh, you know, not quite to the middle class thing. It's like you've got just enough money for travel and cool hops, which is really distracting from a family. But mm-hmm. you just don't have enough money to do the actual family. At least that's your perception, right? And that seems to be the exactly. sweet spot, or I guess the sour spot for it's the sweet spot for low low fertility. Yeah, is I, I when I was living in India, it's something like you know, which to me struck me because nobody ever thought about this. Either, or, I mean, to my knowledge, anyway, that the fact that why is it this poor country? And you know, I was living in Bangalore, and 
just surrounded by kids. I was like, why is it? Wait, and they live in this, you know, the most poor conditions. It's like, why do they have so many kids? It's like, why, why is always like the talk is like, oh, they don't have enough money, you know, to, to, to you know, in, in Italy anyway, like we're, we're, that's where the, the conversation goes on, you know, in the, in the media. It's like, you know, you need to have the standard of, of uh, you know, so much money to, to afford, uh, you know, an education and everything. I said, why is this about money? And when these people are having kids, you know, and they they look happy anyway. So, so yeah, no, I, mean, agree. It's, it's I mean, the poorest continent is Africa, and it's got the highest fertility rate. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, is anyone anyone is anyone saying to the women uh, in the media or in the culture or in the religion, is anyone saying to women, um, "Don't do the dog thing; just adjust your expectations." It's funny that you say because I think it was at the okay it was the Pope I think it was, it was a couple of years ago that said that he, and he was uh, he was I think uh, lambasted from from some medias because he said that but he was right on the point because this trend happened I guess in a lot of other places and he was right on the point and he because you know it was perceived to be anti animals and stuff because now you know you see all these animals you know rights you know. Uh, stickers everywhere, you know, like, and I still can't get it. Oh, I'm sorry, I just can't get over it. When, when I go to a restaurant or a cafe and, I can, and this guy comes in with a dog, you know, no, you can't say shit. You can't say anything. You perceived as a, you know, anti-animalistic, whatever you say that. And uh, to me, it's just ridiculous, honestly. So, yeah, there was a high, you know, what you call an institution, uh, you know, in the in the in religion, I guess, that, that, that said, said that, and he was really highly criticized. Uh, but no, no, not in the media, not, not that I heard of. No, that's no I, you know, no I don't. No way. Yeah, I don't get it. I mean, as you know, I will. You know, helping people to be happy is a complicated business, and it's not to do with just reinforcing all the weird ideas they have until they go crazy. That's not, you know, like it, it's sort of like uh, withholding that smoking is bad from someone because you don't want to up someone, then they just get lung cancer and die. It's like, you know, we are, hey, this 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 drug addict wants drugs. I'll make them happy by going to get them. Like there's got to be some tough love in the world. Otherwise, we don't have any morals at all. The morals are around the tough love stuff. And, you know, back when I was, uh, before I was yeeted off Twitter, I mean, I would occasionally, you know, post about, fertility issues and and aging and you know if you want to have kids and so on you know a lot of people who don't have kids go go a little crazy i've i've sort of seen it in the arc of life you know kids really ground you they uh you know they are uh, such an unnegotiable reality that you can't live in pure abstraction you can't just fritter away your life because you've got to and you know this is big mantle of responsibility i mean i remember the night we brought my daughter home i'm like i gotta keep this kid alive I got like, I, like, yeah, I've got to, I've got to, um, I got to keep her healthy. I got to keep her entertained. I got to raise her well. I got to educate her. Like, there's a whole lot of not me in being a parent, and not me is actually kind of good. If if I have had a tough day or whatever, and I, I'm I'm feeling the weight of the world on my shoulders, and you know I'm pulling that antler shrugged, knees bowed, gums bleeding, shit, I go and play with my daughter, and it's great. You know, it's just, it's it's a real refresher. It, it it charges me back up. And not being stuck in yourself is really important. And kids, it's one of the great gifts that they don't even know that they're giving you. And so for me, if it's like, yeah, sure, the dog is a great substitute for a baby. It's like, no, that's that's terrible. What are you doing? Like, so if if the woman is choosing bad men, help her. 
You know, like like help her figure out. They can't all be bad. They can't all be bad. And so there's got to be some good men out there. I mean, and so just go help her to find a good man. Help her not waste her life. Help her not fritter her time away. Because, you know, for women, especially Japanese women, they're basically undead, right? Like they, they just live forever. And, <laughs> you know, if if you don't have kids, man, and you going from like 40 to 90, I mean, 40 to 90 is almost as long as I've bloody well been alive. That is a whole lot yeah. of time to pretend that changing the diaper on your dog is not insane. That is a whole lot of time to just be weird without a do-over, without a mulligan, without a, a redo. Yeah. And so it's kind of weird to me that people don't just say <laughs> to women the truth. I mean, do, do we have that little respect for women that we, we can't just say, yeah, you, maybe you should stop, you know, stop screwing around, stop getting male attention for being pretty and use it for nature's purpose, which is to lock down a good man so you can have a great family and have comfort and companionship into your old age because, you know, there's this whole incel thing that's going on these days. All Every man who criticizes women is an incel who can't get laid. And the reality is that the real incels are women over 40 who are uh, unmarried. That That's actually, that's all projection, right? That the real incels are the women over 40 who, who aren't married, who don't have kids and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean they'll never get married or anything, but as far as involuntarily celibate goes, man, that's where... That's where the real dry crotch is. And you're right about women. I remember it just popped into my mind. And I'll be quiet in a sec because I know we're here to learn about Japan. But as the thoughts come tumbling out, I try and catch them. But um, I remember back in the day when I was working uh, uh, chief technical officer in a software company. I had an employee. And she was not, she was childless. And she was not old, not middle-aged, but she was getting up there. She was married, but she was childless. And, you know, I would occasionally say, you know, if the topic came up, yeah, I think kids are great. I can't wait to become a dad and blah, blah. You know, when you've got an instinct, you're going to be really good at something. Uh, it's really, you know, you look forward to, to doing it. I would look forward to giving speeches back when it was physically possible for me to do so. And anyway, so one one day there was a story in Canada about a cougar that had attacked a mother and her children. And the mother fought the cougar off, and then the cougar was, was caught. And they they put the cougar down, right? Which, you know, sorry, <laughs> mother-child versus cougar. Don't get me wrong. I like the big kitties, if, if you have to choose, right? And I remember, and I, I was so young at this point. I was guessing my late 20s, early 30s. And I was so young, I was like, I didn't understand why she was freaking out. Like she got really emotional, like really attached to this cougar, how unjust and, and wrong it was to just kill this cougar just for doing what cougars do, don't you know? Blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, I, I get that. I, I cheered at the end of Jaws, even though the shark is just doing what the shark does. I still like the fact that it got his head blown off. Oh, spoiler. Anyway, just to remember thinking like how strange it was, this weird attachment to uh, animals that some uh, women have. And I, I think it does have a lot to do with the sort of nurturing a mother side. And man, don't even get me started with women and horses. That's a whole other planet. Um, I, <laughs> I, 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 like, what is it with chicks and horses? <laughs> like, oh my God, they're nice animals. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're, they're pretty animals and all that. But man, I've known some women who've just like, horse, 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 horse. Like, and, and like, I mean, it can't be that pleasurable to ride. Well, maybe they are for women. I don't know. <laughs> 
But um, yeah, women, women and animals can be quite a complicated uh, situation. I don't know if you've ever seen that funny video of this woman. It was a dating video. She recorded some dating site and she talks about how much she loves cats. And, you know, it starts off kind of sane. And then at the end, she's like caterwauling and, and weeping about how much she just loves cat. And it's really, um, it's really sad. You know, women are designed to attach to babies and, and raise them up. And men are designed to, you know, mentor babies and, and raise them up. And, you know, again, you can have a, lots of people don't, don't have the opportunity or the, um, or they have the physical, don't have the physical capacity to have babies and, and, you know, lots of, lots of love, lots of uh, sympathy and so on. But, uh, you know, you're, re you're really stepping out of the train tracks of human life if we voluntarily decide to avoid uh, children as a whole. And uh, I just think uh, it's, it's just so sad that, that people aren't telling women about this, but instead women find out when they pass 40 and they can't have kids. And, oh, man, that, that to me is the cruelest thing that you could do is just withhold this knowledge until until a woman ends up marrying a puppy like that's that's i don't know that's just so sad I, I can't even tell you and i guess i guess it's the same in japan as it is everywhere else it's like oh don't anger the ladies don't upset the ladies <laughs> otherwise you won't get laid yeah. i don't know it's weird but you know the woman the, the, the first time that i found uh, a woman who welcomed criticism like you know you said hey i want to set you straight on some things about about japan and i wasn't like you bastard <laughs> How dare you? I am I am the oracle at Delphi. I'm like, hey, great. I talked to someone from Japan, set me straight. And the first time I met a woman like that, I put a ring on her finger um, very, very, very quickly because it's like, oh, good. You're a reasonable person who can take criticism and, and wants what's best for herself, even if it's a, a little uncomfortable in the short run. All right, let's get married. It's funny you say that because the first thing when I, when I wrote it, I was like, well, is he going to answer or not? Because I don't know. You know, cause I was kind of like, critical i think when i wrote i was you know just on my phone like i didn't really but and i was like when you answer wow this guy really is looking for the truth that's the first thing about you to me because you know that's why you always you know say it. it was like is it i mean wow i mean he really wants to talk about this so i was really i was quite surprised honestly i mean but you know it's great it means you know you're you know extremely honest you know when you when you say that that you were you know interested in the truth and that's you know the idea that you know, I've read half of Shogun and watched a couple of documentaries. And the idea that I'm going to have some inside scoop into Japanese culture over someone you said you lived there for eight years, right? It's like, yeah, no, I have I have whole videos. I was wrong about this. I was wrong about that. Um, I love getting new knowledge and I have no issues if I'm incorrect about stuff. I'll fight to the death if I think I'm right. I have good reason. But with regards to this stuff, uh, I just uh, I just want the facts. Now, let me ask yeah. you this. Let me ask you this, because I'm really curious about the intergenerational relations that are going on in Japan. Like here, and oh, sorry, here, here doesn't mean anything to you, but um, so in the West, there's the whole shut up boomer m meme, which the boomer thing, right? And everyone thinks I'm a boomer because, you know, if you're bald and you're over 50, anyway. But so there's this this frustration and anger at the boomers, which, you know, I, I share to, to a large degree. Is there that sense of frustration and criticism that the elder generation who stuck their pig's noses in the government trough and hoovered up all the resources for the next generation yeah <clears throat> yeah there is there is uh there is a friction yes and the and it came out uh, especially uh in the workplace environment uh so in, what happened is that you you've been listening uh, and a lot of criticism from the old generation to the young generation that the young generation is not really you know 
doing enough, it's not working itself off like, you know, the old generation did. And, uh, you know, it's just incapable of doing things of uh, gaman, which is this word in Japan, which means, uh, what's that? Tolerance. Tolerant, yeah, you know, like, uh, you know, just keep all your pain inside and just, you know, move on, you know, it's not so, such a big uh, pain deal, you know, just go on and uh, go no, on with sorry, your work. Sorry to interrupt, I mean, so, so tolerance to but, me, there's tolerance no, so, for difference, which is kind of the thing in West, in the West. But tolerance has come to mean if you have any judgment about any ideology, you know, other than white males, then you're an intolerant right, so that's person. The, so it's probably a little different right in Japan. Word. I just want to make sure we translate well. It is different. Yeah. So it doesn't. It's not tolerance. It's um, man. One sec. Um, come on. So sup, like. Patience. Yeah, patience. That's maybe closer. Patience, like be, yeah, like be patience and do what's it's your responsibility uh, with your work without complaining too much, uh, because that's all all the generation have done before. Uh, so so sorry to interrupt again, but it's sort of like the the uh, in England for sure there was this older concept kind of fallen away called duty. Yeah, gimu. I mean, that's some, that's something like that. Too. That's what they, they use here too. too. Yeah, duty. Uh, it's it's something you should, you know, basically not context, not not uh, you know, not uh, you know, go against it. You just it's just something that you have to. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's funny because this is happening generation to generation. Um, you know, we're talking about now. You know, again, with my wife is twenty six. We're talking about the the newcomers in their in their, her company, which are twenty one, twenty two. And they are so intolerant now. I can use this word intolerant to hard work, and uh, and as soon as they see a little barrier uh, in front of them, it's uh, it's like they just want to give up. They just want to change a job, or it's like this is not fit for me. So it's not even like the old generation to this generation. It just you know it just keeps you know. Um, it, frankly, now it's you know the generation to the next one. They all each other. Uh, have this uh, complaints. Uh, as a matter of fact, she complains about the older generation, the fact that they get so much uh, criticize, criticizing. Uh, and then she's like, well, you guys work so much because you had no computers and stuff, but we can do 10 times your work because, you know, in one hour uh -huh. because you got computers with all these uh, programs and stuff that you didn't have. So um, we're still producing more. So, yes, there is uh, this, uh, you know, generations. Uh, and it holds to, you know, facts, honestly. I mean, it does. I mean, you know, the older generation, again, they had all of this responsibility of families and stuff. Of course, they couldn't, you know, complain about their job because they had kids, they had a family, right? <laughs> and uh, and so the, the, the new generation, they don't. And um, and they complain a lot. Yes, that's uh, that's the bottom line. They do, definitely do complain a lot. And what do they? Uh, is there sorry? Is there a general sense of just how messed the economy is? Like this this debt and, and like I mean, is there is there any discussion? I know it's not the case of the West. Everybody just keeps piling on debt, and it's like Voldemort. Like nobody can ever talk about it, right? Is it the same way? Because I know that that this um, what is it now? Three three and a half decades of this zombie economy of this. Um, recession-y, depression-y, no growth situation and, and slow decline. Is it, um, you know, like if you have tinnitus, like after a while, it's like, yeah, I don't really hear it anymore because just, you know, it's a drag, but whatever, right? Is it like people have just got so used to it or it's gone on for so long? Or is there just this, also this sense of like just frustration? 
No, there is none of that. There is just none. Uh, no, nobody's thinking about uh, uh, how what was that? The Ronald Reagan is that the 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 that is uh, just. It just says uh, it's big enough to take care of itself. Is that what he said in a presidential debate? Uh, yeah, this is kind of that was Reagan. I mean, yeah. so yeah, I mean, the, the whole goal, yeah, the goal under Trump was to grow the economy yeah, to start to deal with the debt, but then coronavirus came and took yeah, all of that. But, so yeah, but it's like it's a problem of its own, and nobody, no, nobody has this uh, kind of conversation about that. No, no, it's 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 really it's it's really self-focused a lot. Uh, there's no sense of uh, general, you know, economy, the trend, where it's going. Uh, there is a little like when when the consumer tax goes up. Usually in this past few years, just gone up like two percent, two percent, two percent. I was five percent used to be, um, and uh, the the you know the beginning like well people just uh, start buy less you know but then the the trend you know after they you know the uh, they have this uh, you know rejection then they start buying again and you know gets to a normal level the consumption so. But in general, no, no. This, this is not uh, what uh, the the young the young generation definitely not. They're they're not even aware. They're not aware of anything, honestly. Uh, it's funny we're talking about like you know why what was the problem? So we're really discussing this. Like, what is the problem with the young generation? Like talking about twenty twenty one, the ones the young workforce that getting inside the the, the companies now, the Shakai Jing, the, the social workers. Social workers is not in the sense social worker from the government. It means you you're in the society. That's what they call a worker here. You're in the society because you start working. So what is the problem with this new uh, uh, Shakai Jing? It's like um, well, it's. A lot of them, they, they, they don't even have like the predisposition of their of thinking what they really want or the really, you know, uh, of, of, you know, what's uh, they go, you know, they go basically from the question to the result right away. And one, it's, of course, dictated by this, um, by the, you know, it's also by the, uh, how do you call it? Uh, being addicted to the to the you know to the to the new media, you know, they're telling me like the first thing they do when they look for some answers, like what is the ideal life? You know, it's, it's like is people actually looking for this, yeah. And they go like on on Twitter, Twitter here is very very popular. It's the number one social network, and they go and they hashtag that. <laughs> it's like you know what's really, but what's trending? Like you know that uh, that I should want to. You know, they don't think what they would want, you know, because based on their, you know, idiosyncrasies and stuff and their experiences, uh, uh, their interactions, you know, that's like what is trending. And that's why it's so predictable, you know, life here, why that's how they work. So the, um, the, 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 the branding company, the, the, the sponsoring company, they'll work like this. Uh, you know, they, uh, now there's, uh, this is funny as a new podcast, I was listening to this Japanese, they were talking about, um, uh, this guy works for branding the like bottles like this, like uh, water bottles, for example. Yeah? And they it was a very interesting thing. So what happens is that they rebrand this thing every year. I was like, why? Well, I mean, does just make any sense. You know, they rebrand this in a year because they need to create a new uh, instead of, you know, having this old brand like, you know, always it's the same. No, they need to change it a little bit because otherwise they get too used to it. I said they need to change it a little bit because otherwise the sales goes down. So, but if you if you rebrand it, if you rechange it a little bit, then it stays the same. So you always have to change, you know, uh, in order to stay at the same place, basically. <laughs> and um, he was talking also about the fact that uh, in the marketing business, uh, uh, where it used to be, um, where you focus on uh, an ideal, it's called persona here, uh, ideal uh, focus individual. So let's say, I don't know, 25 years old, uh, uh, likes uh, watch uh, this kind of movies, uh, 
uh, reads anime, reads a manga, or you know has this hobbies, blah blah. Okay, that's our target. Uh, we're going to focus on him as a as a uh, as a uh, uh, commercial company. And but now no, now what they say is like okay. Who's your friend? Okay, focus on your friend. You know, it's like because you can't, you can't, you can't make it wrong. It's just not, you know, you're not going to fail because everybody of that age, you know, that generation is just going to think the same. You know, that's how far has gone the, you know, uh, the, um, you know, the general. Um, how, how do you say, like, uh, like, uh, um, I, I, I didn't get the word. What is that? Um, you know, when when people get in in uh, get you know influenced by everybody's uh, uh, what they see, you know, around them. Uh, yeah, it's sort of like groupthink. Uh, the there's a German zeitgeist, the general way of thinking yeah. of the majority. Yeah, exactly. Conformity. That that's exactly what it is. And it's so and it's so true that they're using the the branding company are using this. Like you know, just get your friend and see what he likes and what he does because that's that's going to be right on the point. You know, because everybody else that he knows, the same age, just gonna like the same thing. Um, the trends here are incredible; they work so well. You know, and uh, so it's really not surprising that you know everybody, you know, really when it comes to even marriage and having kids, they have you know they share the same ideas. It just doesn't because if they choose the same bar, because when the new bars open, a new trend that's going on. There was this uh, tea bubble, uh, you know, boom last year, and it's just everybody just. What, T-Bubble, why? Because everybody else was doing it. There's no other reason. T-Bubble's been here for years, <laughs> you know, for what, 30, 40 years. It's, a, it's an invention of Taiwanese and it was brought here. But it was, it just got a boom and everybody who had like, you know, two square meters of space, they just put a T-Bubble shop. Because, because, you know, maybe some trends in Instagram, you know, everybody's watching the same thing anyway. So, I guess. So yeah, bothered. that's, uh, so that's I, I, I'm, I'm too old to have that to ride this, those, this kind of friends. Okay, let me ask you this, and really, really appreciate that. Two quick, two quick questions. Um, I, I don't want to drag your wife into something she doesn't want to chat about, but given that we're not doing video, is there anything that she would like to add, particularly from the women's perspective? Because um, she's still at work now. Uh, oh, okay, <laughs> okay, no problem, no problem. I, yeah. I, I can add you one thing. I, I will ask her, and I'll, I, I need to add you definitely one thing, because I'm, I'm sure it'll be interesting for you to know. Uh, if you want to add anything about the women, uh, could you think about it in, the, in the maybe two minutes? Okay. So what I wanted to tell you one one thing is that uh, so we talked about this women that in the 30s that they get their pet and then just like to spend their time in the pet instead of you know basically giving up the marriage and a baby. Now, these women, whatever their lives, all of them, they are incredibly idealistic. They um, they just uh, you know uh, they wouldn't. Settle for something less that was the last guy that they met who didn't have this much, I don't know, personality or maybe his bank account wasn't so much. So, oh, so, so as they're running out of money, so to speak, they want a bid higher. Yeah, basically, yes, yes. Until they reach that, you know, that result, the idealistic, you know, uh, you know, uh, barrier that they have, they, they're just not, they, 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 they're rather, they're rather, again, get the path. Then, you know, I mean, I had this friend, I mean, she was like, uh, uh, what was wrong with the guy? Because I introduced her to a guy, which I really liked. I was like, yeah, everything was, you know, I really liked the guy. It was so funny and, you know, it was perfect for her. I was like, yeah, but he's too young. Yeah, well, like, what the hell? He's three years younger. What, what is the matter with you? <laughs> Come on. And the other guy, which she was being introduced, actually, she, she wasn't uh, in Japanese, but again, it's part of the same trend, trust me, because she's been living here for years. And he, she was introduced by her boss to his son, because the son was desperate to get married really rich guy because you know he had this whole company and 
you know, invited over her to meet the, the, the son in a, you know, this is super expensive dinner at home, you know, very, very private. And the human is like, yeah, well, man, it's going, well, come on, you're going to marry this rich guy. Amazing. Okay. Uh-uh. I said, no, so what's wrong with this guy? Yeah. You know, it's just not too tall. And I'm like, okay, that's not too tall. Oh that's, my God. That's, that's, uh, that's oh. too young. I mean, come on. And, and now, yeah, that kind now, of stuff yeah. is exhausting. That that perfectionism that has you alone. Exactly. And now she bought a puppy. Well, and <laughs> it's one thing if she's the complete package. Like if she's smart and funny and wealthy and educated and gorgeous and wants kids. And like if she's the complete package, okay, yeah, maybe I could see. But I find that the pickiest people um, would never, usually would never pass their own standards. Right, right, and then and then just to to, to close that with that because that, that, then the other option would be what would it be? So you would say so what what's the option for the thirty year old? You know if they can find the realistic guy, and this is an actual person I actually met. Uh, it was introduced actually by, from her, a friend of her, and and she was also again in her thirties. And I you know I'm, I'm very direct even with Japanese, which I shouldn't, but I am. And I asked her so, um, so well, I think so she was pregnant when I married. And she was like about, about to be, have a baby. I said, wow, you know, it's great. Uh, so who's the guy? Like, uh, it's just uh, somebody, when did you meet him? I said, uh, three months ago. Three months ago? It's like, you guys have a baby. Wow, amazing. So how'd you meet him? And she was like, yeah, the parents reduced. So the, because there is still this trend, okay? Uh, this is very important. It's a trend that used to be the uh, Nakodo, I think they call it here, the, the middle guy who introduces to family. But now it's basically just family introducing each other as a neighborhood of there's even agency who do this middleman job. But anyway, two families, they, they introduce each other because both their son and daughter, you know, was unmarried and in the 30s. And so they check each other, you know, the status and stuff. But it was perfect. So they met. I was like, okay. I asked, it's like, do you like this guy? He's like, it doesn't matter. I wanted the kid. It's like, come on, do you like it? So basically, you know, it's, in the end, it's like, you know, she doesn't really like him. And I was like, so, so tell me, tell me more. It's like, do you guys sleep in the same room? Oh, no, no, we don't sleep in the same room. You guys, uh, do you guys uh, do stuff? It's like, yeah, we hug. You know, so you even kiss in the morning. No, we just hug like this and then uh, bye bye. You know, it's like, but I had a kid. So their purpose was to have the kid. And for them, and she's happy. You know, she, well, what, you know, she, she was probably like, you know, contemplating the option. Should I have a puppy or a fake family? So you want to call it? I mean, just a family, like, kind of like, a, you know, kind of. It's not your idealistic, but baby, that's what you really want. But you choose that option. But not many. Well, do. that's but that's the man's nightmare: is that the sex is for the baby, and after the baby, he doesn't get sex. You know, because there's a depressingly large number of sexless marriages out there, and like that's that's like being a monk, but with spit up on your chest. Like that's just that's terrible. <laughs> uh, I can't, I can't picture a sex like. I, I just I can't I can't understand that in any way shape or form like how two people can yeah. live like brother and sister uh, in yeah. a marriage uh, again absent some physical or or you know medical issues and so on I can understand that but uh, that's uh, I I don't know how uh, any man would put up with that uh, but I guess yeah, you they, know every everyone has their approaches but that's you know it's incomprehensible sure. to me. Yeah, it's very unwestern, that for sure. I mean, it does it, but it's very, very jobs. I mean, you know, they when they when they focus on their on the outcome, and that's what they need to get, and they get there, and they're just totally fine because they got to the outcome, and whatever it's in between, it doesn't matter. Okay, so let's end end with this. Um, the, you know, this is why I I had that conversation in um, 
in the show from last Friday, just for those of you, this is the Thursday after the Friday I did the show where I talked about Japan. Because the it's sort of like Germany. There was that Saturday Night Live character, Dieter, uh, who was this... Uh, Sprockets, um, he would make these weird movies and he would do these weird dances and Mike Myers when he was very young. And, you know, you compare that to, you know, the, the brutal ferocity and will-conquering nature of the Germans in the past. And that, that kind of contradiction to me, that that can occur within a couple of generations, uh, it's pretty wild. And, and if you look at, you know, the, the ferocity, the brutality, the the strength, resolution, and, you know, to some degree evil of of the Japanese in the past. You know, I mean, they ruled their corner of the world. They regularly invaded China, Manchuria, like they did the whole, you know, they they fought off the great American empire for, uh, you know, a, a fairly militarily respectable number of years. And now it's like they're just cosplay noodle worshippers. Like it just, it, it seems very... Is there a sense of like, well, we we did that other thing where we were very, very testosterone assertive and that didn't work out so well for us. Is there a bit of a swing in the other direction like there is in Germany or is, is that completely uh, off the mark? You know what's funny? Like uh, I, um, I talked to, I talked to a, an older guy who I found him recently because he posted uh, um, in uh, an old video from the 80s in Japan. Uh, when he used to live here and he's still living here, but I, I, I went to look for him cause I wanted to talk to him. And, um, so if you read all these books about the eighties, uh, the booming time and, uh, the idea you get from Western people who've been here in those times like that is like, it's pretty much, pretty much what, uh, what you would get during the phase of, uh, um, exploding growth of China. That means that people having this huge pride about themselves, about the country and, uh, you know, were number one, all that thing. And uh, you get that in the records. Now, when I talked to this guy, this is an actual guy, so it's not a record. It's just an actual guy who lived here in the 80s in that time. And I asked him, I was like, so was it really like this? Was it this generation that in the 80s, like the booming generation really concerned, like really aware that were, you know, number one, they were like, you know, we're Japan, we're gonna surpass America and all that stuff. <clears throat> well, it turns out it's not the case. It's not the case. It turns out they were incredibly uh, still. I wouldn't say submissive. I can't find the right word, but but like they were Compliance, very much look, looking forward, looking like like admiring still. Uh, he was American, so uh, you know, still America. Even during that time of great boom here, they America was like so. This guy came and he was treated like you know. Like somebody who is like, I didn't know anything about it because he was working this car business. I didn't know anything about it. I was treated like, you know, like this expert who came from America. And it was this image, you know, uh, of, uh, of because, you know, you come from a country who won the war. And this, uh, you know, even if you now, you know, you said, well, these guys, they lost the war. And uh, um, here, in, in, I know this, uh, this guy, I do volunteer for, for, for farming work. And this uh, old guy, he's, uh, he's uh, 85. He's been five generations doing the, his own uh, uh, farming. And, uh, of course, got big family stuff. But when you talk to him, you know, when he talks about America, and there's also another American guy who came recently, he just highs, just, you know, just pika pika, you know, just goes bright, like, you know, he's talking about America, because those are the guys who brought here modernity for whatever, you know, he was concerned. You know, they brought him modernity, they brought him food, they brought him 
all this stuff. And so he admires still that, and, uh, you know, so uh, there was not, there wasn't, from more, my perspective, is this big pride of, again, post-war, of, uh, of Japan, of, uh, you know, being, uh, you know, even economy, economically uh, wise, this, uh, you know, this uh, super powerhouse, which it used to be. Uh, so there wasn't. If that was your questions, I'm not sure if I answered <laughs> correctly, if I went off the, another way. Uh, can you hear me, Stefan? Oh, sorry. Yeah, so Japan arguably yeah. suffered, I don't know, I mean, you could say certainly one of the worst occurrences. And, and I think, of course, if say, ah, oh, Japan, people blend together the country and the government, the people and the government. And it wasn't like the people who were virtual slaves of the emperor and so on. It wasn't like they had all of these wonderful choices uh, and they chose to go to war against America and they chose this. And they, none of that. I mean, we, we all understand nothing. None, none of that. Uh, none of that happened. And so, you know, you've got the Tokyo firebombings. You have, of course, Hiroshima. You've got Nagasaki. You have, I mean, just unbelievably brutal stuff. And, of course, compared to America, America didn't uh, have a, uh, any bombs dropped on it at all. Uh, neither did Canada, of course, and uh, other places. So... I guess for me, there is when people mistake the culture for the government, and it's not that the two are totally separate, but they say we were very aggressive, we were very martial, we were very disciplinarian. I can't imagine the kind of childhoods that the Divine Wind kamikaze pilots must have had in order for them to do what they did. Uh, but I don't imagine those childhoods were very good at all. And it seems very hard to stop that pendulum in the middle from this very strict, dangerous militarism or adherence to the state or worship of the emperor and so on, and then find something in the middle. It tends to go much to another extreme where any kind of assertiveness or aggression or anything like that is considered shameful. It's, it's like, you know how the pendulum swings. You're saying, oh, these Japanese guys, they wouldn't have the confidence to go and talk to women. It's like, yeah, but I mean, these guys took over, you know, Massive tracts of, of, you know, they took over massive tracts of China, Manchuria, as I talked about before, you know, uh, they, they were not known to be unassertive in the past, you know, and, and just how much has changed. Yeah, I mean, I, I heard that argument on the, on the other episode. Uh, I, um, I'm not sure, looking from the, this perspective, the, the absence of a God figure, that's, that was your argument, that gave him everybody like this pride, this sense of, uh, of strength uh, to go, of course, and fight the war. Um, that was true before the war, for sure. I mean, uh, um, as a matter of fact, you know, uh, Mishima, the guy, you know, the, the literary guy who um, who committed, uh, you know, traditional style uh, suicide. He was. Uh, he actually said something very, very, very uh, intelligent, which uh, uh, is, you know, you can't talk about these things now. But what is like, you know, we. Um, so after the war, the the emperor was. Uh, this is famous and everybody knows it was declared, uh, was made to be declared from the American uh, MacArthur came here, uh, a non deity. So he was a human being like everyone else. So everybody knows about this, okay? But uh, the different perspective, which, you know, I tend to kind of see now, which is put forward by Mishima, was like, wait a second, it's like, that's an act of treason from the, from the emperor. And the reason is, he got all these millions of soldiers when and that for you 
You see? And they died for you because they thought you were a god. And now they're all dead. And you come out and say those things. Well, you're a traitor. And if you put yourself in, the, in those shoes and in the shoes of Nishima when he said those things back then, and it was Ali criticized for that, well, I'm, I'm sorry, but you know, it's really hard not to agree with him, honestly. Right, right. Yeah, because, of course, the amount of suffering that was on the hands uh, predicated on the omnipotence and omnipresent and omnipowerful aspect of the emperor and then he's like, sure. no, oh, is that bad? Okay, I'll, I'll, I won't do that anymore. And it's like, hmm. Yeah, oh, oh we, we, it was a joke. I'm sorry. You know, we just, we just. Psych. Yeah, was... that's not, that's not how you want things to go, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those people suffer. And then, you know, like you said, they, they just kamikaze themselves, you know, for, for, for the emperor. Not for, not for anything else, for the emperor. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Uh, I assume your wife is uh, continuing to plug away. <laughs> She's uh, yeah, she's uh, so she's working here. No, you know, no, just uh, yeah, I, I just was curious uh, if she did, and of course chat again. As I hope we will. Um, yeah, I would like yeah. to hear from her more if she if she would be interested. Oh, yeah. I mean, not, it's not for everyone, but but I certainly do. Oh, enjoy. she's interested. Okay, she's just teleworking right now. So, but but uh, yeah. Okay, well, listen. Uh, first of all, uh, thanks a lot for the contact. I really, really do appreciate it, and thank you for uh, the thoughts. It's really, really helped me to uh, understand it uh, a, a little better. And again, I know it's a very complicated thing. We can't do the whole country in an hour and a half, but uh, thank you so much. Um, I will, um, uh, I'll of course, put this out. And, and I'm curious if, if there are other people I have always wanted to go. And if, you know, if and when it, it becomes possible to do so, I will do it a camera crew. And, uh, you know, you and I will meet over uh, some uh, uh, nice beer. Yeah, sure. Hope so, man. All right. Thanks very much for the call. Uh, I'll talk to you again. Take care. Bye, man.